The fear of not being good enough. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about already. You're probably avoiding social media for your business because you're worried about how people will judge you. But you also know you have to talk about your business if you want your business to be successful. If that's you, you're in the right place. What if you allowed yourself to give up the struggle for perfection? What if you really are good enough already? Join me as I talk to entrepreneurs who are working through their fear and imposter syndrome, getting out there and talking about their business and giving us a flossom social media presence. You can do this too. We're going to show you how. I'm your host, Anita Kirkbride. Welcome to Be Flossom, the Good Enough podcast. But what we haven't <laughs> talked about, like I've taken this one thing that you've created. So you like to <laughs> blog, obviously, because... This is a blog. You might not have thought of it as a blog before, but it is. It's a perfect example of a blog. And I love this. I'm so excited about this because blogging to me is a great place to have your hub, your center of your social media strategy, because you can do so much with a well-written blog to get people to come to the blog. If it's written in an SEO-friendly way, if it's formatted properly and you put it out there on social media and you're getting traffic to it, Google's going to reward you by sharing your services, your pages, when people are searching for design help. And because you are an e-designer, it doesn't matter where they are when they see that, right? You could get somebody from California who finds you because you're on page one of their Google search. That's so exciting. And it's so true. I mean, my clients and customers can be anywhere, really. And I know that people, because I'm the same way, people like to work with people. You know, they want to know who they're working with, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be sitting in their own backyard to be able to do it. And so that's one of the things that's really exciting about this business that I haven't really thought a lot about in terms of how it relates to my content. So I really love that insight. That's very, very smart. So I kind of skipped over some some pieces because I got so excited about this blog post thing and, and sharing how to recycle that. I think I know the answer to this, but I want you to say it first. <laughs> <laughs> if we were to think about your strategy, your overarching strategy for social media, and when I do this with people, I usually look, there's 12 different reasons you can use social media. I don't call them strategies really, but you can use it for advocacy. You can use it for awareness, for, you know, advertising, like paid advertising, to build your status as an expert, to talk to the media, trying to remember what all 12 of them are now off the top of my head. But if you were to think about things like that, other than sales, because sales are a byproduct of doing social media well, for the most part, what would be your overarching strategy? I think, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I think (laughs) you want to be known as the expert in e-design. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two things I wrote down as you were chatting. Uh, Really, it's about awareness is Mm -hmm. part of it uh, for sure. So awareness and the sort of expert status would be the two. And I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, they absolutely do. And I can always sense that from people because that's kind of my strategy too. I want to be known as the expert for small businesses who are trying to do their social media themselves. So when I'm planning my social media, it's all about making sure that 
I'm fulfilling that strategy. So if you want to be known as the expert in e-design services, every piece of content you do has to should fulfill that strategy somehow. Showing off your knowledge of how to do gallery walls, that very much fits with that strategy of becoming the expert, being known as the expert. Talking about how to choose paint colors, same thing. But if you were just sharing articles from the magazines and articles from HGTV, and you were never really giving your own ideas, then that doesn't show that you're an expert. It shows that you're great at finding information, right? Mm -hmm. It's a different strategy. So I'm really excited because you're the kind of business owner that I can really dig in and work with. Okay, so your strategy is to become known as the expert in the e-design space, certainly geographically local, but hopefully outside of that as well. And you can write. You now are very interested in having a blog, repurposing content, putting that in your newsletter. So if we look at a calendar, and I don't have a calendar in front of me, but if we look at a calendar and it's, we're recording this in the middle of May, this episode is going to come out in July, I think. So if we look at June and July for you, Are there specific topics that you think you should be covering in June and July? What is one of those topics? I would say in July, um, it's really time to start thinking about the fall. You're starting to think about back to school. People are, mm-hmm. have enjoyed their vacations. They're relaxed. They're ready to, you know, look ahead a little bit. Although I know most of us, in July, still try to stay focused on summer, but whether or not you like it, the fall is coming. (laughs) You know, there's some things that you can be doing design-wise or starting to think about design-wise for your your house and your space. All right. So if you're going to talk about fall in July, let's look at just the days of the week. How often do you think Suzanne can create content to go out on social media? You know, I was trying to do it anywhere between five and seven days a week. But now that I'm rethinking the approach, I feel like that's going to be more sustainable um, Mm -hmm. because I can repurpose it in so many different ways that I, I was getting concerned about how to sustain that. But I think even just with our conversation, I'm feeling more comfortable that I will be able to do that. Yeah, the repurposing, recycling, evergreen content is perfect for that. And it's a really good way to spend less time promoting your business because it's it's just there and it's so easy to recycle. And if you use the right programs, and we're not going to get into talking about scheduling programs today, but you can have that set to just go. You don't even have to think about it. You've created the content, let it out in the world automatically and spend that time with clients doing the part you really love, right? So this system really does help people find more time to do the parts of their business that they love. So you were doing five to seven days, and this is going to make it more sustainable. So let's just work for five days. Let's just talk about five days. Because when I talk about doing seven days of content, that often scares people. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. But if we look at, let's just say Monday to Friday, Have you ever thought about 
buckets of content or pillars of content that you would use on specific days of the week? I have started thinking about that and I'm I've been thinking more about it in the larger sense. And I I think you mentioned it before, you know, like I I understand sort of that you need to have a mix of evergreen and inspiring and educating and and Mm -hmm. those types of buckets. But I, I haven't really thought about having some consistency in terms of days of the week, except for I recently, just in the last two weeks, I believe, started on Sundays posting what I call confessions of an interior designer. And so that's where you sort of get a little bit of the tongue in cheek, but, you know, sort of poking fun, but at the same time, giving some insight into what interior designers do, whether it's at home or how they think or whatever. So I just started that one and I'm curious to see how that will go. Okay. So that's, that's great. Okay. So if you do that on Sundays, let's think about the other kinds of educational content you want to do. Do you think you can do a blog once a week, every two weeks? feel like every two weeks is probably more real realistic. All right. I love being realistic. I don't want to overpressure you. So let's say every two weeks, you put out a blog with some kind of graphic, like your gallery wall graphic. It can be a listicle. It can be 10 tips. Like that's great for this kind of content, especially when you're getting started. So every two weeks, you've got a new blog. What day of the week is that blog going to be published on your website and go out by newsletter? Based on what I know right now and when people seem to be most attentive, I would say probably Thursdays. Okay. And you've got your confessions on Sunday. So if your blog comes out on Thursday, and let's say you've got five or seven tips in this blog, and you go ahead and you create the one graphic for each of those tips, and you're going to link it back to the blog. What day of the week do you think you should put out those tips. You're just going to put out one tip each week for the next five or seven weeks and point it back to that blog post. I guess I would probably say Friday or Monday. Okay. But I'm really kind of just guessing. And I don't know that it really matters. Like, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I wasn't looking for a specific answer. It's more about the consistency and the quality of the content, not the day of the week. Right. Now, once you've been doing it for a while, you can do some research into your insights on different platforms to see when your people are online and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And what I'm learning about that is there are differences. I have one client that Facebook says very definitively post at eight o'clock every night, which I've never had Facebook tell me that before. Another wow. client, it's Monday and Tuesday mornings are the best time to post. So after you've been posting for a while and Facebook gets to know your audience, it will tell you these things if you go looking for it. So let's just say on Monday, you're going to post a tip. That's three of your five or seven days. What other content can you see yourself easily creating on a consistent basis? That would be maybe this is where we talk about fall because we're in July here or the blog post coming out this month, you have two blog posts in a month, could both be about fall. So one could be fall outdoor spaces, and one could be how to change your decor for fall inside or, you know, whatever. Again, I know nothing Mm -hmm. about design. So (laughs) you're doing great. (laughs) So 
that takes care of your blog. It keeps your blog relevant in terms of the calendar, but it's also evergreen because people can read it year after year. It keeps your tips relevant, timely, because they're going to be fall tips. Is there something else that you think you could create on a a weekly basis? I've got lots of ideas. I just want to see what you come up with first. When I'm looking at, you know, top 10 lists, there's pretty much a never ending amount of topics Mm -hmm. that would be related around top 10s or top fives or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. One of the things that I was mentioning around, you know, what books or magazines we're reading or what stories are really, you know, other people's content that you really think are part of the best curated ones that you've seen in the last, you know, week or month or whatever it is, because that is, you know, my life. I'm looking at all of those things. So to be able to curate that content for someone else helps them just go to one spot and be able to get all of that. So that's a big one for me. Okay. So what if that sounds to me like for your audience, it would be a good weekend fit. Like people would go through and look at all the articles or go to the bookstore and get the book or the library or whatever and get the book you're talking about or go shopping for these items on the weekend more so than on a Wednesday. Right. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I have a feeling, and I don't have any stats to back this up, but I have a feeling your audience is going to be more active on the weekend because they're doing this in their downtime, right? They Mm -hmm. have to go to work all week. They're doing the design stuff in their downtime, maybe in the evenings during the week, but I think Mm -hmm. weekends. So if, if Sundays is your confessions, what if Saturday was your, another thing you can do where you've got multiple ideas is it could be If we have four Saturdays in a month, let's even put five just in case, your first Saturday could be the top 10 new finds for fall in Halifax, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Number two could be the uh, top, I'm just giving you ideas here, top five makeovers that you've seen online. Your third week could be your own makeover. Like, I don't know how often you'll be able to show your own makeovers and do things like that, but it could be your own makeover. Yeah. Week four could be, maybe you have affiliate products to sell. It could be the top five articles you need to read this week. All of those things. And that way you've got a whole month to curate those. If you know coming up in three weeks is going to be your top 10 list of things you need in your house for fall 2022. If you know that's coming up and that's going to be your post on, I don't know, August 1st, Mm -hmm. then you know all July, that's what you're looking for until you get to 10 or 15 or whatever. And you just pop them into your document. Those could even, I mean, those can even be blog posts, right? Mm -hmm. You could make those into blog posts. But you could also just format them really nicely on Instagram or format them into really nice videos, idea pins. So all of this content can be formatted in different ways. And I'm giving you tons of ideas, but it will be up to you to figure out which ones are going to be blogs, which ones are going to be pure Instagram posts, which ones will I make into stories and so on. And 
there's so many other options here that we just can't fit in into one podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is amazing. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I have more of a plan. And just by having the plan, like we've got four days of the week here, right? You could yeah. probably find all kinds of things to post in the middle of the week. You could pick yeah. one article that you're reading. That same article could very well be in your top 10. Like If you've got a top 10 or a top five article that comes out on the first Saturday of the month, you could take those five articles and post them individually on Wednesdays for the next month. That's why I love that. Right? Yes, 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 yes. I see. <laughs> I feel like a light bulb just went off. Well, I kind of feel like that was a light bulb for me too. (laughs) That's actually like, that's peak repurposing, right? Yeah. yeah. This is the thing. People often think, well, you know, how do you create so much content? I see you on social media all the time, Anita. How do you do it? It's because I repurpose and recycle the shit out of things. Like the content is the same. I've got stuff going on my social media that is a year or two years old. I have tips that I might update them. I have blog posts, I update them. But you don't have to create something brand new every day. And there are ways to make all of this easier. I want to wrap up here by sort of talking about how to reverse engineer your full year's worth of content. We're not going to write down a full year right now. Let's say you've got your five days of the week. You've got your confessions on Sunday, tips from your blog on Monday. On Wednesdays, you're going to take articles from your Saturday post and post them individually. On Thursday is your blog and newsletter. And on Saturday, you're posting listicles on social media. So top 10 things, top five designers to watch, top, you know, whatever you decide those lists are going to be about. Mm -hmm. So you've got your days of the week now. We've got your Saturdays are going to be different things every Saturday, but you know what you're doing. Now we need to look ahead. Like you've got in July, you want to talk about fall. So all of this stuff is going to revolve around fall, except for the tips from the blog might, depending on how you schedule things, You can either schedule fall tips for that month, or you can just let them go and let them be evergreen tips. What would you do in August? Like, what should you focus on in August? Yeah, I would almost say it would be July and August would be sort of fall, back to school. I was just going to say, would August be back to school stuff? Yeah. Or would you reverse that? Would you do back to school in July and fall in August? Uh, I mean, you don't have to decide that right this minute, but let's say another month, one of those months is going to be back to school. So now, you know, you've got to have two blogs that month. How can you blog about design in back to school topics? So Mm. find two topics that you can write about. Maybe it's setting up a homework station. Maybe it's, I don't know, something about homeschool. Like there's all kinds of stuff you can do, right? Yeah. So you take it to bedroom design. Yeah. Or maybe, I mean, oh, I could come up with a million topics for you. But, you know, child is going from middle school to high school. How does their bedroom homework station need to change? All that kind of stuff. Top 10 things your new high school student needs to have in their room for a good year. There's your Saturday. Top five 
functional desks for a high schooler or a teenager or, you know, what, however you want to do that. Five great desks for a student's bedroom at home. I okay. love it. So there's your blog. There's some ideas for your Saturday that fit. Your tips will come out of that. Your confessions might come out of that. Maybe you tell a story about a terrible desk you had when you were a child. I don't know. <laughs> your Wednesdays come from your Saturdays. So now your August is really taken care of. So then you think about September. What do I need to talk about in September? Is it Thanksgiving? Is it winter already? So you do the same process. Okay, my topic for, and it could be something different. It could be gallery walls. It could be paint choices. I don't know, what time of year do the Pantone color of the year come out? Is that November? Um, yes. Yeah, so you might want to try and tie in color choices with the month that that comes out. Mm-hmm. So that you can write mm-hmm. about whatever their color of the year is top five home accessories you need to have in the new color of the year or top five ways to build wild blueberry or whatever their color is into your kitchen this year or, you know, so many ways. Pick a room and use that color and show us how to incorporate that color. All you have to do is reverse engineer one month at a time, right? You look at September, you say in September, I'm going to talk about gallery walls. You write two posts about gallery walls, you create the tips, You do your top 10 list, top 10 gallery walls I found on house, top 10 gallery walls I found on whatever, link to Mm -hmm. them, put those links out on Wednesday. But I am talking a lot here about using other people's content, which is fine. It's great to share other people's content. Make sure when you're sharing that stuff that you're explaining why you're sharing those particular links. Like, don't just say, here's my top five favorite gallery walls. Explain why this one is a really good gallery wall or what makes it different or why you picked it. I like this one because they used all exactly the same frames. Or I like this one because they used all different colors and it's really colorful or whatever you would say about it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. We've really gone through the whole process at this point. You know your audience, you know where it is you want to post. You you mainly want to focus on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. We've talked about the content that you could create on a daily basis and then how to reverse engineer that for each month. You can sit down and do that by the quarter. You can sit down and do it for the whole year if you want. I actually do mine on a paper calendar, as technologically savvy as I am. Because I like to scratch and rearrange and highlight and and I just I get a better feeling for what I'm doing when I write it on paper. So I print mm-hmm. out a paper calendar and do it on there. Um, We're definitely from the same school of thought. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I prefer that. I mean, I use my Google Calendar for everything. If it's not in my Google Calendar, I'm not going to attend it. Right. But when it comes to planning, I really like having that paper calendar in front of me to flip through and scratch and highlight and so on. So then you just start writing things down. Even if just at the top of September, you're saying in September, I'm doing gallery walls. In October, I'm doing kitchen pantries. In November, I'm doing Pantone colors. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you have to wait till that's announced. But in December, I'm doing storage tips or hoarding and clean out tips or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
it's really easy when you start going through that. And then when you get back to July of 2023, you can update those posts if you need to, or you can just do them again for this year. So if you've done something that is the top 10 things you need to have for fall 2022, now you're <laughs> going to do one for 2023. You're going to find 10 new things. There's no reason why you can't do the same topic, especially on your social posts, but your blog, you might just do slightly different. Like maybe mm. this year you only come up with two topics about fall. Next year you find two different topics about fall design. This year you might do decks and front porches. Next year you do how to update your kitchen for fall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do people really update their kitchens for fall? Like I don't even change out cushion covers for the seasons. <laughs> Lots of people don't and you really don't have to. <laughs> You really don't. I really feel like I'm in <laughs> over my head talking about design stuff here. It just goes to show sometimes you just need an objective person to sit and say, have you thought about? Have, yes, you, for sure. have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing it that way? And look, honestly, I am so energized by this conversation right now. I just, oh, man, I feel like superwoman right now. Uh, you are superwoman. This is amazing. I can't even tell you. I'm equally as jazzed as you are. This is when you're so close to it, it's hard to keep it organized in your brain and, mm -hmm. and try to get your head around it. And speaking to someone like you who has incredible expertise in what you do around social media and how to teach people that. Like I have learned so much. My head is kind of exploding right now because I'm super excited about how this is going to make my life easier, first of all, but really stick to that overall strategy that, I, that I'm that i very clear on the strategy, but wasn't exactly sure how I was going to get there. And I, mm. you just put it all together me in a way that, you know, light bulbs started going off everywhere. So I am so excited about this. I am so excited for you because I can't wait to start seeing this stuff come out because I get really excited when I see people who actually take the advice and do it. I get so excited because it, it's, it's like it resonated. It made sense and, and yeah. it's helping her business. And I think you have such a cool business that I just, I really want to see it succeed. And because we're old friends. <laughs> yes. So I want to thank you for letting me do this and using this for the podcast today, because I think it's really valuable for people to hear that process live to hear, you know, and I didn't do it exactly the same as I would do it in my course. But to hear that process of, of how we come up with ideas. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say before I let you go is we as women, especially, we all need to remember that we have expertise that our clients do not. And I fall into this trap all the time. I'll say, oh, that's not worth posting about because it's so tiny. It's so everybody knows that everybody knows they should have two factor authentication turned on on their Instagram, right? I don't need to post about that. And yet every week somebody is losing their Instagram account because they don't have two factor authentication turned on. So we have to remember as business owners, there's a reason we run these businesses and we have this expertise the people who are coming to us don't. And even sometimes the smallest, simplest things are big, big news to them. So like to me, this process is second nature. To you, your mind is blown. Yeah, really. <laughs> right? 
If you were to come to my house, it would be the opposite. You would blow my mind about how we could reorganize my kitchen or whatever. And I'd be like, huh, I never thought of that. So, you know, as business owners, we have to really keep that in mind that even the smallest things can be good content. That's such a great way to look at it because I am absolutely guilty of that where you think, oh, everybody knows that. or And in talking to people like you, or, you know, I have other friends that find design, you know, very mysterious and they get overwhelmed quite easily. And it's funny because when I take a second and I remember what they said, or I think about what they said, and even so far now, if I put that out in some sort of content on social media, those are the ones that are getting the most attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really because I've been able to, with their help, step outside of what I do every day and really, really put your feet in the shoes of a customer. And man, I'm so excited about this. And I will definitely come to your house. (laughs) You're going to have to give me lots of warning. (laughs) So I can return the favor um, because this has been so helpful for me. And I, I have a lot of work to do, but I'm really excited about sitting down to do it. Well, that's, and, that's the uh, best I could hear is that you're excited to do it. Because sometimes yes. I do feel like after these sessions, I've overwhelmed people. And I'm trying to keep it simple. Like the mm-hmm. process, I hope, is simple enough. And if you don't look too far ahead, you won't yes. hopefully get overwhelmed. But I know it is overwhelming for people. I mean, we didn't talk today. Maybe it's a session for the next podcast season. Actually, that's a great idea. I'm going to put you on the board for the next podcast season where we're going to do level two of this. Oh my gosh. Yes, please do. Where we talk about how to take, like, this is all, I can't believe I'm even saying this. This is all traditional content. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this is traditional content. And we could do a whole separate episode once you've got this underway about how to take traditional content and move it more into the more modern types of content like TikTok and reels mm-hmm. and pins and mm-hmm. all those other fun things. So maybe we'll do that next season. But for now, we've talked for a long time. And thank you so much for joining me today. I have really, really enjoyed this conversation. And I hope I can clearly see you found it valuable. I hope the people listening have found it valuable and have found some ideas for themselves through this. And I can't wait to see your business grow. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. It was a pleasure. And I am definitely in for next season. If all of this social media strategizing and planning sounds overwhelming to you, remember the first rule of being Flossom. Take imperfect action. You are good enough. So just get started or ask for help. Did you know that I offer VIP no BS planning days? Sometimes you just need someone to get you started. I know I feel that way about things that are not my specialty. I just told a data specialist the other day that I needed him to set things up and then I'll be okay to maintain it. If you're feeling like that with social media, a VIP day might be just the thing to move your social media presence forward. You'll virtually walk away with everything you need to manage your own social media marketing or to hand it over to a virtual assistant, including a written strategy, a tactical plan for a whole year. Now, normally I charge $2,500 for this service and I only set aside three days per month for this. 
But since you're a loyal podcast subscriber, if you plug in the code BFLOSSOM, you'll receive a 10% discount. So go right now to twerp.ca slash VIP to get all the details. Yeah.